Hey guys, welcome to church. So great to see you here. Uh, of course, I'm here. You know what this means? It's time for me to tell you what we're going to be doing. They call it announcements. I need a megaphone. Can we like add a megaphone? No, that's too much work. We're not adding a megaphone. Okay, fair enough. Hey, listen guys, uh, all these announcements and any info related to church, uh, you can grab from our Keys Vineyard Church app. Uh, it's the new one. It's got the new logo. Uh, download that. It's got this upcoming events feature. Uh, and that's a great place to stay updated. So I will continue to tell you the announcements. But I want to make sure everybody's got the app. And you know that feature is there. So coming up. We have a baptism at Bay Honda. Uh, that's going to be Saturday, September 18th uh, at Bay Honda Beach, 9 to 10 a.m. We'll have acoustic worship and some baptism time. We've got lots of people signed up. So if you want to get baptized, uh, come on. It's going to be great. Uh, make sure you get a hold of us and you, so we can sign you up and get you a certificate and a shirt. And uh, that's a great time. Uh, also, on September 19th, it's a Sunday evening uh, at 6.30, we're going to be doing another worship circle night. It was a lot of fun that we did last month, and you know, you're welcome to bring in any kind of instruments. We had all sorts of cool instruments there, ukuleles and steel drums, and you know, of course I had a guitar, but that's like all I know how to play. So, uh, anyway, if you have instruments, bring them and join us for that. And if you like to sing, you can sing along too. I'll have lyrics for everybody, so uh, definitely join us for that event. We are starting a new thing called the As You Go Prayer Movement. Uh, we are launching it. My dad will be talking about it more today. There's stuff on the app. Uh, it's going to give you lots of do's and don'ts uh, for praying for our community. That's something that as a staff we've been talking about. We want to pray for, you know, just those around us. So I've been praying for my neighbors. Uh, my dad's been praying for his. We want you guys to just pray for your neighbors. Walk down the street, pray for the houses. And there's all sorts of good stuff uh, on the app that will get you going with that. I already told you to download the app. So without further ado, A-D-O, it is an English word. If you were here last week, you know why that's funny. And I'm just going to keep making it awkward. Without further ado, let's get ready for church. Woo! Good morning, Vineyard Virtual Family. So glad to have you with us. We're getting ready to go here. Uh, I'll be wrapping up the series we've been in. Uh, are you ready? For weeks now, I'm talking about prayer. And uh, I think it's going to be a, a, a good you know, time in that. But uh, we're getting ready to worship now. So let's do that. Here we go. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. It's great seeing your faces. Thanks. Thanks, Ellen. So sweet. I'm going to tell you guys what we will be attempting to do this morning. In case you did not yet know, we're going to start things off with communion. And I think Pastor Fran will lead us through that in a minute. If not, Pastor Steve will. Okay, Pastor Steve will be doing that in just a minute. After communion, we'll have our time of worship. We had a really great time last night. So we're looking forward to doing it again. With you all at 9.30 service with our 9.30 flavor. Woohoo! <laughs> Every service has its own flavor, okay? Okay. Yes, I, I, they did, do. I didn't argue. I just, you just I always just... look at me like, what? <laughs> it's just kind of funny. Huh? Like, you see the, the huh? I don't, in your eyes every time. I don't anyway. want to know what flavor these people are. That's They're 9.30 weird. flavor. It's not a hard concept, huh? No, no, okay. It's probably <laughs> pumpkin spice. <laughs> See, there. There okay. you go. It just put everyone in that 
Wait, enjoy pumpkin nice. spice bracket. After worship, we'll have the kids come up and join Pastor Georgina up here to learn a Bible verse. We'll dismiss them off to Sunday school, and then we'll have our time in the Word with Pastor Steve. Before we jump into any of that, let's pray. Come, Holy Spirit. Settle on us, Papa. We're so excited to see what you're going to do in us today. We're thankful for all that you already are doing. And we invite your presence deeper into our hearts and our minds. God, we want to be close to you. And we join with all the churches around the world where your gospel is preached with this college. Almighty and eternal God, help us to grow in faith, hope, and love. And so that we may obtain what you promise, help us also love what you command. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, amen. Pastor Steve. Amen. On the night he was betrayed, Jesus took bread and he broke it, saying, This is my body which is for you. Take and eat in remembrance of me. In the same manner, he took the cup, and during the Last Supper, a Passover meal, uh, Jesus takes the third cup, the cup of redemption. He said, this is my blood poured out for you. Drink this in remembrance of me. There were his friends that night. Jesus gave a lasting ordinance, a remembrance that we call communion or the Lord's table of the Lord's Supper. And he said to his friends, from now on, when you get together, I want you to remember me. And so as his friends gathering today, we partake of this meal, the bread and the cup, the body and blood of the Lord. And we remember and give thanks. We remember all that Jesus has said and done and promised to do. We remember his willingness to go to the cross on our behalf. We remember how he defeated death and rose again. And we remember with awe and thanksgiving that he's coming back for us soon. So here on this table are the elements of communion. They're now in these little handy prepackaged things. And what we would ask you to do is anytime during worship, if you would come, just take one of those uh, prepackaged uh, uh, parts of communion and go back to your chairs and celebrate it there. And uh, with that said, let's worship. Amen. Thanks, Dad. So we're going to enter into worship now. And I would encourage us all to sing along and to participate in the worship in this time. If you're joining us online, please do the same. You know, sing out in your living rooms. If we're here in the room now, I can hear you guys join us in song. And we're always so encouraged when you do. So please sing with us. We'll see the words pop up all over the place. You're welcome to sit, but stand if you're able. Let there be wonder, Lord. Let this place be an upper room where your people learn to wait. Let this house become holy ground where your children watch and pray. Oh, remind 
Longing just to bring something that's of worth that will bless your heart. I'll bring you more than a song, for a song in itself is not what you have required. You search much deeper within, to the way things appear, you're looking into my heart. I'm coming. 
as we're in your presence, I would ask that you would be with us as we prepare to study your word. Lord God, would you anoint the words that are spoken to us, that are taught to us. God, use those words to stir up our hearts towards you. And Holy Spirit, I would ask that you'd anoint those working with our children today. God, give them everything that they need to show all the kids your wonderful love for them, O oh Lord. You are so good, God. We love you and we thank you. And it's in your holy name I pray. Amen. And amen. And Pastor Georgina, would you please come up and teach the children a Bible verse? Hi, boys and girls. Oh, my goodness. Are you guys excited? I am. Okay, tell me if you guys like new beginnings. Like, do you like to start over, right? Love new beginnings, right? But guess what? We're going to start over, right? We did the last chapter of the Bible last week, and this week we're going to start over. Who knows what the first book of the Bible is, what the name of it is? Does anybody know? I heard it over there. Did you say that? Okay, I heard it. Smart. Good job. Genesis, right? Yeah. So this book is the most important book in the whole entire world. Did you guys know that? Yeah. Do you know why? Yes, ma'am. Very good. Yeah, that's right. Very excellent. Yes, and it's the Word of God. Okay, this is the Word of God. This is God's special letter to us, right? This is how God speaks to us. And all of our stories that I tell you come from the Bible. So they are true because the Bible is true, right? Yes, okay. Well, God did something. Oh, oh, Patrick, it's okay. So, God did something amazing, guys, that no one ever has done, ever. God created out of nothing. Can you believe that? Yeah, each day of creation, God spoke, and things that we see now were created. Yes, and He saw everything, and He said that it was good. Yeah, God's creation, right, shows God's glory. Do you know what God's glory is? It's his greatness, right? It shows his greatness and his power, right? Because no one can do what God did, right? And guess what? Jesus is God's, God the Son, right? And everything was made. The Bible tells us that everything was made by Jesus and for Jesus. And that Jesus reflects the glory of God the best. He shows us what God is like. Isn't that amazing? And today's Bible verse comes from the first book in this Bible. The first verse is right here. See, 1, 1. And it says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Did you know that? 
Raise your hand if you knew that. I was like, yeah, I knew God created everything. So smart. So smart. Awesome. Okay, so now together we're all going to say the Bible verse. Are you guys ready? Okay, so you guys repeat after me nice and loud, okay? All right. Genesis 1-1. In the beginning, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And the earth. Good job. That was so amazing. You guys did so amazing. That was so good. Isn't that wonderful? And then we're going to find out, because we're going to talk about the six days of creation, right? But we're going to find out that he created something very, very, very special on the sixth day after he created the animals. And you're going to find out next week what it was. Cool. Okay, so now we're going to pray for you guys, okay? So let's bow our heads and close our eyes, and then we can go to our classrooms. Ready? Okay, one, two, three. Lord God. Thank you so much for creating everything, Lord. We love everything that you've created, God. And I pray, Lord God, that when we look out at the seas and the mountains, Lord God, and the skies and the flowers and the animals, Lord God, that we remember you, Lord, and that we give you glory. We say, Lord, you're amazing. In Jesus' name, what do we say? Amen. Amen. Good. All right. Go have fun. Good morning. Welcome to the vineyard. Welcome to those of you joining us online. Can I tell you that of all the things that we get to do here that I really enjoy, which is a lot of things, I love this. That just, I could just... I'm, my hope is that you get that way too. That's, I just think that makes Jesus just big smile like yes. Good stuff. <sighs> Where am I? Visitors, if you're a first time guest or visitor, listen, that little code that just popped up on the screen, that's for you. If you would part, point your smart device. At that, with the camera on, don't take a picture, just camera on, point, and a little link will pop up on your phone. And if you'll click that, it'll take you to our digital connect card. And if you're willing, we would like you to give us your name, your phone number, and your email address. And over the next four to five weeks, not 45, four to five weeks, we'll send you a couple of texts and a couple of emails, kind of help you and let you know what things are going on at the church and all that stuff. We also have a gift for you if you're a first-time visitor back in the guest services area. Um, you can get a first-time gift, and we would love for you to do that. So that's what that is. Now what I want to do is uh, we started doing this last week, and I hope that we make this a habit. I just want to take 30 seconds or so and corporately pray for our community. Before I jump in, what I want you to do is I want you to think about the people that live right around you, just in those houses right around you, whatever that looks like, and with them in mind, let's pray. Papa, we uh, are grateful for you, and we come together and we pray right now for our community. And we ask, God, that you would move in such a way 
that people would sense your presence and, and God, that, that even in their hearts, questions would be stirred up. If they don't know you, Lord, that they would be drawn to find out more about you and drawn to you. And in this time when, when there's so much chaos and anxiety, that your peace would be very real to people. And that you would bless them. And God, that you would uh, help us, equip us to live in a way that helps people come to know you. We also pray, God, for the bigger events in our world and for the people all over who are struggling in difficult circumstances and ask, God, that you would move into their lives and bless and touch them as well in Jesus' name. Amen. Thinking about some of those bigger stories, just people ask. So, you know, um, Ida hit and uh, those ice storms are not very nice, are they? Ida hit uh, and then not only caused damage in Louisiana, went up and caused damage all up, uh, up and through New York and, and New England. So what is our response to that? Well, we partner with Convoy of Hope. We partner regularly with them in a feeding thing that we do in Haiti. But uh, when a disaster hits, we, we, um, they're, they're our sort of disaster arm. Alice and I know the, their board of directors, a great group, and uh, we, we send money on behalf of the church, which because uh, they're stationed and ready to go, all sorts of supplies are there, and they just move out uh, almost immediately. So that's a very effective way. So we, we do that. And also, um, coming up soon, uh, Sir Bon, most of you know Sir Bon, he partners with Samaritan's Purse, those guys, right? Yeah, and he will go uh, and he will actually go as part of their tree removal group very soon. He's going to head out this week and we we help him as a church. Uh, we help Sabon get out there as well. And uh, he blesses people by getting rid of all them trees. And uh, you know what a mess trees can be. So so we respond and I appreciate you continuing to pray for those folks and, and uh, all over the world. And thank you, church, that you uh, allow us to partner with um, and help people all over. And that's a big deal. Okay, so uh, we're actually going to finish this series today because I can't think of a word after outro. <laughs> outro part two. <laughs> no, we're not going to do it. I, I just wanted to sort of do a little summary uh, of the, um, this series that we've been in. And remember, it's a series about hope. And I'm going to sort of tie it together in some form in just a moment, so I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time on that. Let me do the bad jokes, and then we'll, we'll hop right in. Uh, what did the zero say to the eight? That belt looks great on you. I have my dog, Mia. Love my dog. I asked her, what's two minus two? And she said, nothing. Last one. I went to McDonald's the other day and ate a kid's meal. His mother was furious. (laughs) Really mad. Really mad. Alice, my love, please. Cute, very cute, but doesn't that just make you want McDonald's when he talks about, oh, it's like, I know it's all processed and horrible food, but that's why we like it. See, the problem was a, a kid's meal wouldn't get it. No, I need two sandwiches. Yeah. <laughs> My, I don't know, growing up, but man, dinner at, at McDonald's was a big deal when I was a kid. It's like, yes, and now it just doesn't work, but anyway. Shall we press into Papa before we we read the word together? Mm. Mm. 
Almighty God of love, we welcome you in this place, Lord. We thank you that you are our healer and our deliverer, Father. You, you are our Father and our friend. Lord, we want to know you in all those ways. We want to reflect back into this world and into our neighborhoods your goodness and your grace. Continue to do the deep work in our hearts that only you can do. Help us to love better. We fix our eyes on Jesus today. Amen. Will you stand with me if you're able for the reading of the word? The text today is out of 1 Peter. This is chapter 3, verses 8 through 15. Finally, all of you, be like-minded, be sympathetic, love one another, be compassionate and humble. Do not repay evil with evil or insult with insult. On the contrary, repay evil with blessing, because to this you were called so that you may inherit a blessing. For whoever would love life and see good days must keep their tongue from evil and their lips from deceitful speech. They must turn from evil and do good. They must seek peace and pursue it. For the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous and his ears are attentive to their prayer. But the face of the Lord is against those who do evil. Who is going to harm you if you are eager to do good? But even if you should suffer for what is right, you're blessed. Do not fear their threats. Do not be frightened. But in your hearts, revere Christ as Lord. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. But do this with gentleness and respect. Blessed be the word of the Lord. Y'all can be seated. I don't know. Do you have sparkly lipstick on? Yes. (laughs) Pastor, why do your lips shine? I left that last verse up on purpose, because if you remember, that is actually the passage of Scripture, and I'm sure all of you remember perfectly, that we started this series with 22 weeks ago. Those seven or eight verses that I had Alice read. So in effect, I've spent 22 weeks talking about this verse. And uh, that's not all that unusual for me, because if you were here some years ago, I spent like three years talking about one thing that Jesus said, do you want to get well? So uh, so we've cut that way down and cut it into less than half a year, although it'll probably come up again. Always be prepared. Get ready to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. That's a, just sort of kicked all this off and, and then led us on this journey that we've been in. What's our hope? And so we looked at Revelation 21 and I, I said, listen, our hope is is better than we have suspected. A lot of people had sort of have their hope on a time when perhaps we escape earth and and we will sort of, and the picture is kind of ending up on a cloud perhaps with a harp. And I said, no, biblically, that's not it. We kind of might pass through there, but a time is coming when heaven and earth are reunited. The new Jerusalem comes down. Heaven comes to earth. Earth is renewed and restored. We get new physical bodies. That's the idea behind uh, resurrection, is that you get a new physical body. And that 
everything will go back to the way it was intended at creation. And, and so once we knew our hope, we're able to look back through the cross and the resurrection, through the Old Testament, and now we have all kinds of reasons for this hope that we have. Everything begins to open up. And we can go back and we can look there in Genesis 1 and we can, we can find out in creation. I love the Bible verse today, the kids, that what God was really doing was he was making a cosmic temple. It was a place, Eden was a place where heaven and earth met. God was there. And the last thing that happens in a temple is that you put an image in it and we are the image of God. And his heart, I said this over and over again, God's heart is to dwell with us. It's this amazing deal. And so... What was supposed to happen was we would, be as the image bearers of God, we would go into the world and we would reflect his image into the world. And with Eden as a template, God would partner with us and we would have a vocation that we would leave Eden and we would go into the rest of the planet, which was good, but wasn't like Eden. And that was what we were going to do with God forever. And that was the plan. Uh, And yet... There's this one little thing uh, that, that God says to the people who know all about trees now, because in effect we're, we're cosmic gardeners. Look, stay away from that tree. Because if you go and you eat from that tree, it will introduce into the world powers that you don't know anything about. And that you don't have to deal with right now. Power of sin, power of death. And we know from the story that ultimately that's what they decide to do and everything is changed for us at that moment. We call that the fall. Back in Genesis 3. But God still loves us and pursues us. And, and from as early as Genesis 3.15, we can see that he's got this crimson thread of redemption that weaves through the Bible up to the cross. And how he's working through all these things that are happening so that we can be reconciled to him. And on this journey of God setting everything right that we call back to new creation. And then Jesus comes, and we spend a lot of time talking about this, God himself, because he loves us. He comes. God comes himself. Fully God, fully man, goes to the cross, and there he defeats what? Power of sin, power of death when he resurrects. He's dealt with those two things that we sort of allowed in, and that the enemy used to have dominion over us. Jesus has dealt with them, and now he has, he's our exodus. He's made a way for us to be set free from bondage to those things. We don't have to be run by them anymore. However, we can choose to if we want. And that's what we sort of have to talk about. But he's made a way for us. And now Holy Spirit, we spent a lot of time talking about Holy Spirit, dwells in us and empowers us to live rightly. And, and so, but we get to choose, but we're not, we now have an option. We can, no, I want to do it your way, God, and we can go with him. And so these are the things that are happening. Well, that's sort of how the story goes. And now, all of the stories of the Bible, you can begin to tie together to our hope. And there was a lot of them, and obviously I can't cover them all. Back in a, in a little summary. I'd have to do another series. <laughs> I'd like to do a series on the series we just did. <laughs> We started, and actually these first two points were the first two points of these series. I wanted to make sure you add them when I made them. First thing that we talked about was the motivations of our world. What what are the motivations in our world, in our culture today? And I said to you, and they reflect those powers that the enemy brought in at the fall. They reflect the power of sin and the power of death. And the way they're reflected is in greed, power of sin, fear, power of death. Those, and those two motivations are apparent 
in like everything that goes on in our culture. And if you look for them, you can see them at work. Because the, the, the enemy is having his way, the little g-god of this world in so many areas. Those motivations are everywhere. And we're impacted by them oftentimes without realizing it. And, and so at the very beginning of this series, I encouraged you to ask God to help you see when you're being motivated by greed and fear. And to get a look at it. And it's in everything. You can see it everywhere. And they bounce off one another. You know, greed is all about, i got to have, I want what I want what I want. And I don't want anybody else to take it away from me. And I don't want to uh, hang on to it. And then, then the fear comes in. I think I might lose it. And what happens then? And then it goes back to greed. And, and this just cycles through throughout our culture and our life. You can see it behind everything. Uh, and, and so I encourage you to start looking for it. Because that's not how we're to live. And, and Peter started to talk about it in that very passage. Don't repay evil with evil or insult with insult. Don't live like... That's how the culture does it. The, the culture sort of says, I'm going to treat you the way you treat me. But as people of God, we have a different thing. We do, we call it the golden rule. I'm going to treat you the way I want to be treated. I, the way you treat me back is between you and God. Is I'm still going to treat you the way I want to be treated. Now, there's going to be some boundaries in if you're you know, not treating me well, but you get the idea. I'm not going to just reciprocate. We, we have a higher way to live. On the contrary, he says, repay evil with blessing. Well, there it is. And that's not easy, right? <laughs> because to this you were called. This is how you're supposed to live. Uh, so that you may inherit a blessing. And then we have this amazing blessing coming our way, and our hope, we know that. Forever would love life and see good days, must keep their tongue from evil and their lips from deceitful speech. Pretty big deal. They must turn from evil and do good. They must seek peace and pursue it. And this is how we're supposed to live. And it's, it's very contra- you know, uh, contrary to how the culture is moving on and to those motivations that we're looking at which were greed and fear. So you got that. Well, then what should our motivation be? What is our motivation as believers? This is point two in the summary, and it was the second point that I brought up in this whole series, where to live differently. Well, we get a clue as Peter goes on uh, in verse 8. Finally, all of you, be like-minded, be sympathetic, love one another, be compassionate and humble. These are not character traits that you can have if you're dealing with greed and fear. That's not what it will look like. These are the opposite of those things. And Peter's saying, this is how you're supposed to live. And, and then John, I love how John brings this in. This is a, quite a long passage, but he's gonna, there's gonna be a clue in there about our motivation as believers. See if you can find it. That was sarcasm. Dear friends, let us love one another. For love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love, you get what it's all about, right? Does not know God because God is love. This is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. This is love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sin. Dealt with the power of sin. Dear friends, since God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God, but if we love one another, God lives in us and his love is made complete in us. This is how we know that we live in him and he in us. He has given us his spirit. Wow. 
And again, I read that. I always like to stop there. Holy Spirit, we're, we're a place now where heaven and earth meet. We're, we're a picture of the, the cosmic temple that, that you know, the, the fall messed up. And then Jesus, who was an example of temple, a place where heaven and earth met. Now we're a place where heaven and earth meet because Holy Spirit lives in us. And Paul said, you're the temple of the living God. And we have seen and testified that his father has sent his son to be the savior of the world, to defeat the power of death as well. It's all in there. If anyone acknowledges that Jesus is the son of God, that's how you, you get reconnected to God. God lives in them and they in God. This connection has happened. And so uh, we know and rely on the love God has for us. That's our motivation for living. God is love. Whoever lives in love lives in God and God in them. This is how love is made complete among us so that we will have confidence on the day of judgment. When you read about the day of judgment, some of these people will take that in the wrong context. The day, that's just the day when God is, is, has completed setting everything back to right. Remember that, that everything got unsettled at the fall, and from that very point on, God is doing things to set things right. That's the idea behind new creation. He wasn't going to let the enemy win and just destroy the earth and take it all away. He's got a plan in place to go and make it the way it was, because he's God, and you're not going to get away with that. And, and so all these things are happening, and the day of judgment is just that time when everything is finally set back to right. And in this world, we're like Jesus. Well, that's a pretty amazing kind of thought. In this world, we're like Jesus. And Jesus was motivated by love, and we're supposed to be motivated by love. And when you read the Gospels, I honestly, uh, I've read the Gospels, and there are many times in there when Jesus does something that I don't really expect. I don't know if you read it that way, but I'll think, well, I don't know that I would have done it quite like that. And, and Jesus will, and I'll think, wow. And, and the realization is, it's because Jesus is motivated by love. He's not motivated by greed and fear. He's motivated by love. And that really does change things. And so that's how we're supposed to live. Our motivation is to be one of love. And that changes things. Now, how do we sort of tie all this together? Because this is outro. I need to, I need to outro it. And I want to tell you that, um, some months ago, what I thought we would do is when we got to the message last week, which was the Great Commission, that, that we would move into September, we roll into September, and we were going to do a series called Be Inviting. I'm, I'm ready. I got, them, I got four messages ready to go. And we were going to, let's, let's get back to doing what we've always done, and let's invite people to the church, and let's invite people into the kingdom. We should, we should be doing that second part. Um, but to get really going again, that it was time. You know, we've had this sort of season and this COVID season where it's been very difficult to do a lot of things. And um, we, we just did a series. You know, this series is called Get Ready. Like, I'm ready. I am so ready. I'm just ready. And, and yet, it just didn't seem appropriate that this time with the sort of spike in things that were happening to, to, to do that whole process. And I'm like, oh, man, we're, I think they're already gone. I don't, I'm not sure what to do. We're ready. And I feel like he laid something else on my heart that we can do in this season that's extremely appropriate and, and helps put feet to everything that we know. And I just think it's going to be good for us and good for the community and, and really begin to tie some things together and lay some groundwork for where I think we're heading. Because at some point, we're going to be back at it. I promise. I, I've said from the beginning, I, I honestly think, you know, when this first happened, that God will ultimately use this to spark some kind of revival. 
and I would love for it to start here or happen here. Not just start here, but let's, let's, let's just see that when people come through this on the other side, that they're going to have a hunger for God and that we can maybe be living in a way that helps them connect. And so... Um, Last week we were in the Great Commission, and uh, the third point is as you go. Uh, call it as you go. And remember that the Great Commission, Matthew 28, Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And a lot of times I think people have read that, and they, they think that the command is go. Uh, and so they, in their, without realizing it, perhaps they think, oh, they're talking about we gotta go far away, we gotta go somewhere else, we gotta go to do this, to make disciples, we gotta go. And the language is actually, the original language is, as you go, make disciples, and it's far more along the lines of, listen, as you live this life, as you go, Make disciples as you go to work, as you go back home, uh, as you go to a restaurant, as you go to the grocery store, um, as you're driving. <sighs> I stop because I struggle there. <laughs> God, could I drive in such a way? <laughs> I don't know. As you go, as you live, make disciples. Well, that, that's the command is make disciples in that passage. That's the great, go, make disciples. And disciples are people that come to know Jesus and then begin to grow in him. And, and that's always been our mission, make disciples. We have a mission statement here. It's a very simple one because I want everyone to know it. If anybody ever asks, what's the vineyard all about? What's the mission at the vineyard? Hopefully you know this. It's one more. That's it. You, everybody should know that. If you didn't know it before, now memorize it right now. Thank you. So, you've got it. What is it? One more. One more lost child back to dad is what it's short for. That Years ago I had that thought. And it's just one more. Make disciples. One more. One more at a time. Everything we do, we kind of run through that um, filter. Make sure we're doing, we're staying on course. And the little process for that, I've always thought of this way. I try and keep a process simple too. Love God. Love others. Serve. That, that once you're a disciple, once you've come to know Jesus, that should be how you live. Pretty simple, really. Love God. Love others. Serve. Boom. That's what disciples do. Love God, love others, serve. And so how do we sort of move into that on this little journey? And so uh, in our scripture reading today and in this passage, there's this fascinating verse. They're all fascinating. The eyes of the Lord are on the righteous. Thank you. But he's, I like that. And his ears are attentive to their prayer. He's listening. And prayer makes a difference. And we're to be people of prayer. And so what we've done is we've taken those two ideas for this little thing that we're trying to put together. As you go, pray. As you go, pray. As you live this life, because the goal is to make disciples, let's pray. Let's let's ask God. Because he's the one that makes it all happen anyway. And we can't do it without him. And he sets the stage with prayer. And so... Our, uh, it's love. Be, our motivation is love. It's love that compels us. And so if, if that's sort of the compelling motivation is love, I like to see prayer as the energetic fuel that goes into it. All right? We, we know Second Corinthians 5, 14. Christ's love compels us. We're convinced that one died for all. And therefore all died. He's made a way for us to be reconciled and, and resurrected on the other side. And he died for all that those who live should no longer live for themselves, but for him who died for them and was raised again. We're to live for him. And how did he live? Motivated by love. What did he do? He served. Jesus said, I didn't come to be served, but to serve. And if he's the king, as we believe him to be, then we should be following certainly that example. 
So as you go, pray. Now, we've, we've done a couple of things here uh, that I want to talk to you about. And hang on a minute, I need to switch over to the app. So um, in, in praying about this, just, Lord, how do, we, how do we go, how do we really pray for the community? How do, how do we make a difference? What, what can we do? And I had this idea that we've come up with. And it's as you go, pray. And if you would like to be involved, we put a thing on the app and on the website. And we made some handy little refrigerator magnets. And that that says, we prayed for you. We love our community, so we're praying our community. It has a church name on there and a little, little web address, nothing else, nothing on there. Just simple. If they're interested, they could go there and it would tell them what we prayed. And... What I want you to pray about doing, if you would do this, is to sort of one aspect of this will be doing a little prayer walk around your neighborhood. Uh, you know, once a week maybe or whatever, just begin to pray. And, and it doesn't have to be a huge prayer walk, but you could certainly begin to pray right around your neighborhood and maybe pray from houses. And, and uh, as you go, there's a simple little prayer that's on the app. You should have the app by now. A little prayer line. The, the simple little prayer goes something like this, that you can pray just as you're walking by the house. Heavenly Father, thank you for the opportunity to pray for this house. You love everyone who lives here. I pray your blessings on this home. Send the Holy Spirit to guide them and allow them to feel your presence. Please protect those who live here. Draw them closer to yourself. May your will be done here. And may this home come to know your grace, truth, and love. Amen. Sample prayer, little outline in there, uh, and so that's going on. And and then there's a list of do's and don'ts on the app too, um, like like do you know do do walk and walk by as you pray. Um, that's what I want you to do. This is not a go knock on people's door things. I don't. In fact, that's in the don'ts. Don't knock on people's doors because a there's this whole COVID thing would suggest that we don't do that. And b most people don't like that anymore. Cultures change. They don't like your home is like your. You know, years ago when we were kids, people used to show up all the time and knock on the door. Like, hey, somebody's here. Do you remember that? And now if somebody knocks, it's like, why are they knocking? I'm in my robe. Don't let them in. But honey, it's 2 o'clock in the afternoon. I don't care. <laughs> so we, we don't want to do that. There's, there's a list of do's and don'ts. Do, well, do walk by. Do say a simple prayer. It, you, you're not trying to draw attention to yourself. You're just trying to... Just we're going to sort of lay down this big groundwork of prayer in our community to bless people. And, and so there's some don'ts. You know, there's like, don't. if there's pets and kids there, just walk by. Pray for them, but don't stop. Please, that's just not what we do any, any longer. You just move on by. Um, and, and you're not really looking to engage people. In if somebody asks what you're doing, hey, we're just praying for our community. We have these, you know, would you like a little magnet? But it, it, it's not got to be a big deal, and it shouldn't be. Um, just if you can, if you do get by and pray for that house, you can. It's a magnet. Just if you can stick it to something, that would be great. Leave it just so we know. If you can, it doesn't have to happen. If you can, don't go out of your way. Don't stick it on the house. Um, one big don't that's on there, and please listen to this. Do not put this in somebody's mailbox because that's not legal, and there's a large fine that accompanies that. And guess who they would expect to pay that? Us. <laughs> <laughs> and we don't want to do that. But you could stick it to a mailbox if it was metal. That's perfectly legal. Stick it on the side. Put it, maybe there's a fence there. If there's a car, be careful. Put it by the handle. Don't, don't do this. Do not put this under somebody's windshield wiper. 
because that will just make them mad at us. And when I say us there, they'll probably be looking for me. Because I, if somebody does that to me and i got to get out of the car to get that, I am not happy. It's hot. I don't want to get out of the car. And you, they're really good because you can turn the wipers on and they never come loose. Have you ever noticed? Have you tried? Okay. So do that. And let me tell you that there's some of these on the way out on the table there. And they're in stacks of three. Grab a stack. If you think you're going to do more, grab a couple of stacks. If you say, oh, I'm not, it's too hot, I'm not walking by, I'm not comfortable with it. It's an, another way you can do this is you can do it virtually. Go to Google Maps. Get a picture. Go to Satellite View and get a picture of your neighborhood. And I, what I did was print it. I found, I didn't know this, on my little block, there's 54 houses. I was shocked. And, and that's like, well, because I, th- I was thinking, well, I'll pray for my whole street. And I'm like, I'm going to pray for this chunk of my street. Let's keep it real. But I want to, and eventually we'll get to all of them. But, but print it out and then, and don't just toss up, you know, a casual prayer. Oh yeah, bless. I mean, if you're going to do it that way, take the time that you would like if you were actually walking by the house. Maybe put your hand on that, on that particular house and pray for that house. And pray for half a dozen houses, something like that. All right. Then on the app, there's a place to let me know what you're doing. Uh, just, just put your name and your, your email address and the street that you're praying for. And if you prayed physically or virtually. That's what it asks. Send it. If you're praying every day, send them every day. I want to know. I want to know how we're getting the community. And in the future, we'll organize some sort of prayer walk outreaches where we, when it cools off a little, uh, <laughs> Where we'll go and say, hey, let's get a little group together and we'll go do the neighborhoods. We have a church that's coming to do some mission work with us this week from Tampa, a great church. And we're going to send them out in the neighborhood doing some of this to get this kicked off for us. So I just think it's a practical thing. If we're ready, we got to do something. That's my whole thing. Let's serve. And this is a way for us to do that. And we also started a Facebook group called As You Go Pray. And every week we'll, we'll be praying for things. And if you have requests, you can send them to us there and we'll add that to there and you'll see some prayer. And we think it's going to be a very healthy and helpful thing for us to do. So, um, so yeah, that's what we're going to do. And, uh, we'll end it there. Next series that I'm going to do, we're calling, Are You Talking to Me? <laughs> I would have called it something else, but they tell me I got to, fancy up my title so are you talking to me if you want to get ahead we're going to be looking at the gospel of john i love the gospel of john so uh i think we're done alice come up let's pray and uh let's listen for the lord for a moment and see what he's up to and pray and dismiss papa um we love you we're grateful for the life that you give us and for the privilege of being your kids and God, we, we're thankful that you give us purpose. That, that we had purpose in the beginning, and the enemy tried to steal all that from us, but at the cross and in the resurrection, you've given us purpose again. Not only to reflect you into the world, to, to, to live in a way that your love flows through us, but also that you partner with us to make a difference on the planet. And God, that your heart is for people to come to know you. You want to dwell with people. You want to be in relationship, God. And so I would ask that, that you would help us to move into that, to be less consumed by the culture and the motivations of our culture that are always sort of there trying to get us, that, that, that whole greed and fear thing, trying to get us off um, track and off 
our vocation. But God, help us to fix our eyes on you and to know that, that you want us to be a people who love well, like you do. That, that it's in loving like that that we have a chance at making a difference here on the planet for you. And so God, I pray for each one of us that, that I, I just feel like I'm supposed to pray for a softening of hearts. That, that all of the mess and all of the strife has caused a hardness in some of our hearts. And a, maybe even that we've gotten short with people. Um, and, and, and that God would soften our hearts and, and give us his heart for people all around us. People maybe that you know, disagree with us, people who don't know Jesus yet, but we would have a heart for them the way that God does. And that we would understand his love and passion for people. So I just pray, God, that you would stir that in us, that this, uh, uh, a fresh love, a, a, a fresh wonder of who you are and of your goodness to us. Amen. Take that for all of us, honey. Um, the one picture I got this week was um, the Lord showed me someone, and you make your living on the water, and, and he showed me you're just treading water really fast, treading and treading and treading, and you're getting really tired. And you've even said to the Lord, I'm really tired, Lord. I feel like I'm treading water. And I felt like the Lord said this difficult season that you're in is going to come to an end. It's coming to an end. And he, I saw him kind of lift you up and pull you up out of the water and walk away. So that was cool. And then I um, I did feel like someone's in a season of your life where you're really still. And it's a sacred stillness. You've been busy in your life, but you're not right now. It's a, it's a stillness. And he wants you to know that there is service in stillness, that it is sacred, and that there's resurrection power in stillness. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. Hey, it all starts with Jesus. I don't ever want to skip by that part. That's the most important thing. Love Jesus. Let Jesus be the Lord and Savior of your life. If you've never asked him to be that, ask him now. He's done all the work at the cross. He, he defeated death. He defeated sin. And he's made a way for us to be reconciled to God. Our part is to believe in our heart, confess with our mouth, Jesus is Lord. It comes down to that. If you've never done it, now's the perfect time. Jesus, will you be my Lord and Savior? That, that changes everything. Thanks again, church, for your, uh, just your amazing generosity, your faithfulness to your giving, your offering, your tithing. What a blessing uh, it is to partner with you on this journey. And uh, we're so grateful for that. And so with that said, let's sing the doxology and watch it rain children because it's about to. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Amen. May the Lord bless and keep you. 
May his face shine upon you. May he be gracious to you and give you peace. Go today in the peace, the power, and the love of God. God bless you all. Thanks for being here. We'll see you soon. Please go out these doors. They'll be open for you. Those little refrigerator magnet things are on the table. If you'd like to grab some, grab some on the way out. Be thankful for five things. Encourage two people so we can get one lost child back to dad. As you go, pray. God bless you guys. Thanks for watching online. We love you guys. And uh, pray in your communities, wherever you are, because it will make a difference. And uh, that's all I got. Amen. Hey, but you know what we got at home? Lasagna. Yes. Nice. Lasagna Something today. to think about. Oh, okay. Motivation Keep now. Going. Keep going. All right. All love right. you. Love you guys. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.